Welcome back to another episode of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Lorenzo, and I started this podcast to showcase the many things that top-producing Ohio real estate agents are doing to grow their businesses. And before we begin, I just want to shout out our podcast sponsor, Estate Photography. Estate Photography is a real estate photography company that specializes in ground photo and video, drone photo and video, virtual staging, Matterport, and floor plans. They're a great company run by some great guys at great prices. And if you mention that you're a listener of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast, they'll even give you a free drone video package with the purchase of their ground photo package for your first listing. To find out more, visit their website at e-statephotography.com. Once again, that's e-statephotography.com. Or you can call or text Matt, the co-owner, at 716-253-3771. And once again, that's 716-253-3771. Enjoy this episode of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. My name is Sebastian Lorenzo. I'm a VP of Mortgage Lending with Guaranteed Rate, and I'm here with um, Alex Dargay, team lead of the Affinity Group for with EXP Realty. How's it going, man? What's up? What is up, world? Dude, this, <laughs> this studio in here is so cool. I wish these guys could see the whole thing. Yeah, it's, They're just getting pieces of it. It's it's pretty awesome. We got uh, string lights. We got green screens, light right here. It's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, man, this is the second time I'm having Alex on the podcast. Um, he was on before, and uh, we're just gonna talk a little, talk about a little bit of you know sort of different topics. We've we've gone through um, we've gotten to know each other a little bit more over the past I would say few months, and um, so I think we we align very our mindsets are very similar. So we're gonna really dive into sort of mindset uh, as it relates to real estate. Talk a little bit about his uh, real estate team, and then um, and, and yeah, so. Um, Alex, why don't you just start off by introducing yourself, um, giving a background for people that don't know you. Yeah, so my name's Alex, Alex Dargay. I've been in Cleveland my whole life, and I sell real estate. I've been selling real estate full-time for the last four years, three and a half, going on four years. Uh, and I uh, originally started with Howard Hanna, seven months in, switched over to EXP, been with them almost the last three years. Uh, started a team last year, got an office, and man, I've just been growing and yeah. working. That's awesome. And so um, specifically about your team, because I think that's like something that's very interesting to me. I feel, I feel like most people have this idea of like, I have to reach, you know, maybe be X amount of years in real estate before I start a team or, or whatever. And I know that, you know, compared to, you know, most people, you're not like a super seasoned agent, right? So what, I guess, got you to become a team lead? Like, why did you want to start a team? Uh, why not? I mean, I, you know, I was in a position where I could, I have a partner, Kevin Ramsamy, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And just having two agents, you know, instead of yeah. going in by yourself and yeah. starting a team yeah. uh, at that point in your career, I could see that being pretty tough. But sure. having, you know, two minds, a two-headed dragon, being able to attack it and start growing yeah. just made it so much easier. Yeah. Uh, and just having it, I've always wanted a team. Like, I like community. I like, you know, you know, an energy around having multiple people working towards the same goal. Yeah. So that drives me, right? Like, 100%. Having, having a team, having people you know, everyone working towards the same thing, like I said. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it, like you said, it's super, it's a lot easier to go into something with a partner than I think alone. It's also less intimidating in my opinion. Um, you also like, I guess when it comes to like startup costs and risk associated, it's probably a lot better to have a partner because it's sort of split down the middle. Yeah, every everything gets split. And I also wanted to start a team because when I started out, I mean, it was super tough for me. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I started right out of college when I was 21 probably. Yeah. Uh, 21, 22. And it was just tough for me. So once I, you know, started to figure some stuff out, I wanted to reach down and help 
newer agents, help people that are just getting started, which is what most of the team is made of. Yeah. Uh, so that just fulfills me. So that sure. was another reason why you yeah. know, I started doing it. That's awesome. Um, and so what, um, I guess, a, a good question that I would want to ask in, in this specific um, scenario is like, are there any things that you've learned along the way starting a team that you didn't know before you started a team? Is there any, I guess, what are the biggest lessons you, you can take away from um, starting a team yourself? Yeah, so many lessons. And I still have, you know, it's been riddled with a bunch of different false starts, right. uh, a bunch of different mess ups. And still to this day, I mean, the, you know, you're always going to make mistakes and try to grow from them. But the biggest thing is me slowing down and stop focusing on my own progression and production. Um, because I, I truly believe that the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. So if I'm if I'm not working on, you know, trying to produce and, and help more clients and grow my business, it's just going to hurt, you know, those younger guys. So yeah. my focus being less on trying to help them and motivate them uh, as opposed to me working on myself and, you know, staying motivated and working towards pushing myself to, to do more. Yeah. What are you, uh, well, how many people do you have on your team now? Uh, there's five of us. Five. That's awesome. Five, including you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and I know one big incentive, I guess, for starting a team is like the EXP model is awesome in, the, in, the, in that sense that um, it's highly incentivized to start a team, to recruit people, et cetera, right? Um, so what was the biggest decision in going with EXP other than, I guess, that? What was your, if you were to start a team with any brokerage, you chose EXP, why? Well, the way I got over to EXP was on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I was just at the point where I'm like, I kind of want to look at a different brokerage. Like yeah. I jumped right in. Um, you know, I, I just said yes to the first thing I heard and just went with it. Right. Right. Big guys. I didn't know what I was doing. Like starting out, like most agents, they just jump right in. Yeah. Um, and I had a message from a guy who went to Bowling Green. His name is Dave Best. And he was actually the first EXP agent. He was a broker for a long time at EXP. Uh, and I just called him. Uh, and the next day I signed the papers and jumped right over. That's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm super easy to be sold on. Like, yeah, I don't know about <laughs> you, but dude, if like, when I talk to someone, I can get sold so fast. Like I yeah. just buy, I just say yes. Like, that's funny. So, so I had a long conversation with them and what really sold me on the XP was, uh, the ability to grow it. It was, so it was a younger company at the time. It's still like, to me is young. Cause there's so much opportunity. I think uh, there's still going to be so many people who are going to join EXP. Yeah. But it was young. I wanted to take a risk. I'm, I mean, I was and still am young. Um, and then the ability to to build rev share by attracting other agents. Right. Like the typical model for a real estate team, if you think about it, is, okay, I'm going to take 25 to 50% of cut from these agents. Um, and I'm going to train them. I'm going to put all this time into them. And then at some point, they're going to grow and they're just going to leave my team and do their own thing. Like that's typically what happens. And then you, you know, you get left with, with nothing or having more people. Um, so EXP allows me to, um, you know, get a, get some money, get rewarded from EXP without digging into the pockets of the agents that are, you know, attract. True. Yeah. So it, it just allows for a way more sensible model to me. Um, in a sense that I'm not hurting the agents by taking any cut, you know, from them, but at the same time I'm getting rewarded. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I, I really like EXP. I mean, I'm not a real estate agent, but if I was, I think that'd be the route that I would go just because of that specific um, sort of model that they have. Um, so going back, as you said a lot, I wanted to talk about, I guess, that mindset that you have. Um, 
I'm really big on mindset and environment as well. And Let's so get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, all right. So talking about scarcity versus abundance, that's one thing you talked about. We're going to touch on that. But first, mainly environment. Um, I guess a really good thing as a real estate agent, talk to me about like, what is an ideal environment? What, what kind of people do you like to surround yourself with? Just people who want the same things that I want that at the end of the day, like in the simplistic level is just want to grow. Yeah. Uh, there's so many people who get into the business as just, Oh, I want to dip my toes in, which is fine. Um, or they're just kind of walking generalities and, and don't really know what they want. Um, and, and they kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. Like I, I like to surround myself with people that are good energy. Um, you know, it happens to typically be more younger agents who, who are open-minded. Um, and just, just people who want to grow, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge, uh, you know, obviously we talked about this, but I think um, kind of, you know, not even just like the people that you hang out with, but also the places you go, where you eat, place you live, like these things are super important. I think it has a massive uh, effect on your mindset, which will in turn affect your ability to, or could affect your ability to succeed. So um, do you think that the team that you have, so all the people that you've brought on your team, I guess, are all uh, aligning with those sort of um the things that you're looking for, right? Uh, I wouldn't say exactly. I'd say the people, so the people in EXP that I, on your you team. know, surround, surround myself with. Yeah. My team in general, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like I try too hard and, and need to like motivate people. But at the end of the day, like that person needs to be committed to their goal and, and a person who want, who wants to have that. I can't, you know, change that about them, but I can, you know, show them the way or I can, you know, be the leader yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, just to be completely raw with you, I, I like to say it how it is, yeah. you know, maybe not, you know, maybe not everyone on my team is aligned with, you know, super high achiever, you know, same mindset I had, sure. but I can surround myself with, and I've found that EXP as a whole has a lot of agents that want to do that. So yeah, the people absolutely. I communicate with, um, All the time. The, yeah, the people that I hang around, like, everyone at least has that about them and, yeah. and it makes it way easier and another thing with the team i mean exp is completely remote there's no offices that's how they're able to you know give give more commission back to the agents instead of taking like a huge cut mm -hmm. is they don't have a bunch of overhead right they're not paying right office managers you know and, and all these different there's not a bunch of people on the rent roll yeah um so with it was a front door I thought you were gonna call <laughs> no. Jeez. so so they have more money to give out to the agents right but it is completely remote so that's why I went and bought or you know we went and got an office was because I wanted that and I still wanted that environment it's hard to you know grow a community and a culture over zoom right absolutely it's, it's really hard to do yeah so. cultures you know like I've been you know been been to your office you guys have like that that podcast room you got like the little couch area with the TV I think that's something that builds, you know, everyone in the office together, you build sort of, like you said, um, a sort of camaraderie that you can't get on Zoom or whatever, like regularly. Um, so that makes sense. What So what about scarcity? So scarcity mindset versus abundant, abundance mindset. Um, I know that most people probably know what that means, but I guess what does it mean to you? And as a, again, as it pertains to real estate, like what what do you, at your previous brokerage, your previous teams, what was the that scarcity mindset that you're uh, talking about? Yeah, I think scarcity mindset, like simplified is just decisions based on fear. So, yeah, right. So, you know, making a decision, um, 
like everything's based on there, there's a limited amount too. Like there's not more business to go get. Um, you know, I'm afraid if I, if I lose this one, I'm not gonna, you know, succeed or be able to get another client. The industry was the same sort of way. Um, with mortgages, when rates went up, everyone was sort of like scrapping for like a deal because there were a few, uh, fewer we'll say. Um, but as we see now, like the market sort of picked up and people are, you know, uh, especially now that we're getting into like spring, summer or, or in spring, but summer, um, where people are just now buying a lot more. I mean, you still have the people that are like worried and, and they, they do things that are not in the best interest of the client in order to win the deal. Um, and I think that just comes and bites you in the ass. hundred <laughs> um, percent. You know, and I think, um, and so anyway, so yeah, hundred percent, I, I can understand that. Do you think there's any, um, let's just say I'm a, someone who's a team lead and I think that um, it's beyond me. I don't know how I would do it. Um, what would be your recommendation to someone who um, maybe doesn't think that they, they have what it takes to be a team lead? Um, what would be your, I guess, what would be the biggest recommendation you'd have for someone like that? For someone who is already a team lead or someone who wants to be a team yeah, lead? Yeah, someone who wants to be a team lead, they think it's like beyond them. Maybe they're 22, 21. They're like, I want to start my own team. Well, I, I think the age thing's a, a myth. I mean, yeah. you, if you look around, you see so many people at young ages that are killing it. Like, yeah. you just have to look. Yeah. Uh, you know, social media is a good thing in a sense that you can find these people and they can push you and inspire you. But then you could also see people who, who are failing or people who are way ahead of you and it can be daunting to you. Absolutely. But if you look, right, it's just about where you shift your focus. If you look and you find these other people that are succeeding, why, why can't you, right? Uh, but my advice would be, to a get around the right people but b to lead yourself it's it's hard to lead a group of people if you if you don't lead yourself um and, and that's in a sense of what is what do all the other areas of your life look like right yeah. are you doing what you say you're what you say you're doing Absolutely. are you working on personal development are you you know working on growing yourself if you can't lead your, yourself you're not gonna be able to lead a team yeah do you um so something i'm really big on actually because this is reminding me of what you just said personal development I'm really big on like morning routines. So I'm interested what, um, and I think that'd be pretty interesting to, you know, to, to tell everyone that's listening is like, what's your, what's your morning routine? Yeah, dude, I know you're huge on routines. <laughs> like that's your, yeah. that's your thing. Yeah. So I'll start here back in college in my junior years, probably 2018. I like, I started getting big into personal development when I was still in college. Right. Like I, probably should have been partying more and having more fun but I I was locked in on on learning and getting routines down I don't know why like I I it's just something I was drawn to uh so I would I started picking up books and reading a lot I actually bought some pro like I spent a lot of money nobody even knows this but I spent a lot of money on different programs some of them were scams some of them weren't because I was trying to figure out like I just wanted to learn and grow yeah uh and at the time you know I was probably taking five classes they weren't hard it was towards the end of my i was a business major so business, you know <laughs> yeah. business majors uh but you know i would get up at 5 30 or 6 and still go to the gym in the morning and you know have a routine in the morning but the rest of the day i would have nothing going on so it was a little bit it was like a confusing time for me because i was it there was no action behind it i wasn't working i wasn't you know, I didn't have my real estate license. I wasn't trying to grow a business. So having routines, but then nothing for them to go forward or right. no goal behind them is, you know, there's no point in them. Right now, yeah. you know, my, my routine, I, I like to keep it simple. Anything complex for me, I just get so like, 100%. I, 
I think I'm too much of an obsessive to, to have complexities. So mine is just wake up, chug a bottle of water, take a piss, brush my teeth, <laughs> brush my teeth, and then go to the gym. Let's go. Um, you know, for an hour, hour 15. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time I get home, you know, I'm, I've already been in action. I've done the hardest part of the day. Yeah. You know, if, if you go to the gym, you sweat it out, you push yourself, which I know we've done a couple times together. Yeah. Dude, the, the rest of the day just becomes so much easier. Yeah. Uh, for, for a while, I would do the, the meditating thing. Like this was in, in college when all I was doing was learning business stuff. Like I studied more in college my last two years on personal development stuff than you did on business than I did on business. Yeah. And it, like if there's no action behind it, like if you're meditating, if you're journaling and then you're just going to class and like sitting around and then playing video games or yeah, like, I feel it, that it's, it can be so confusing. Like sure. there needs to be action behind it. hundred percent. All right. So now the big, I guess the big question, which I feel like um, I always try to harp on so much when I talk to people, just my friends and whatever. What is the purpose of a morning routine as it pertains to your career? Like why is a morning routine important to you? Even if it's simple, right? Why not just wake up and go straight to work? Like why do you go to the gym? Or why um, why go to the gym in the morning and not in the evening? Like why, what's, the, what's the significance of a morning routine? So sometimes I try to go to the gym in the evening like I like what you said creeps up on me. Like I could just go later. Like why, <laughs> why don't I just go right to work? Right. And being in real estate, I think can be so hectic and random, you know, people yeah. wanting to see a house stuff sure. coming up, having to put out fires that every time I try to do that, I never actually end up working out and working out for me is so important because I believe that, you know, health is wealth and how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely. So if, if your health is lacking, you know, your business is going to lack, your relationships are going to lack. So I have to do it first thing in the morning. And, yep. and the reason I have that, which I wouldn't even call it really a routine, it's just get up, you know, go to the gym, is because, you know, if that's one thing I can control, you know, I, I need to start my day out in control. Yeah. Because the rest of the day in real estate, it gets crazy. Yeah, so. 100%. So, um, so what's crazy is like, I think that you, when you when you have a morning routine, you find that when you wake up at like five or we've gone to the gym at five, we've gone to the gym at 5.45, right? No one is awake yet. Your clients are not awake. Your real, your, your partner's not awake. Your coworkers, just no one is awake. And there's a feeling about, there's a feeling you get when you wake up at 5 a.m. That's like second to none, which I love, especially because you know that the competition's to sleep. Um, and so if, and like you said, in a real estate agent's life, there's so much unpredictability where like you could have, you know, last minute showings or uh, whatever, right? So to say, all right, I'm going to go to the gym today at five. Well, you might, that's when most people get off of work and want to go look at a house, right? So if you have a buyer that wants to go look at a house, it's probably not a good idea. So if you can get everything done, that's personal development before everyone is awake. And that's it. You're already, you're like, you're just, you win a few hours because none of your clients, I mean, maybe you're writing an offer at 10 o'clock at night, but like really nothing happens past 10 o'clock. Nothing good happens. Right, nothing good happens. But I mean, maybe you're doing working on an offer, maybe one off here and there late at night because you have to get it in before whatever, for whatever reason. But it's like, for the most part, nothing happens um, past 10 o'clock. And yeah, so you and may as well go to bed early. Here's the truth. There's never, like, there's never emergencies. I right. know pe people always think there's emergencies. People are high strung yeah. about it. Like, I'm very, calm. you know, I, I try to be very calm and, and low stress about it. Like, oh, it's 11 and this, this offer needs to be in by midnight. Like, no, it doesn't. Just write it up in the morning and you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like this agent isn't going to get up and, um, right. you know, and not be there as long as it's in 
when they wake up and go present it. Um, yeah, there's, I, I try to live without, without emergencies. Yeah. Urgency, but, but it's not an emergency. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wh- there's like a, a book about that, actually. Like the quadrants of like urgent, not urgent, important, not important, you know? There's something that's like urgent and important. Anyway, I don't know. Kind of random, but. I think, yeah, I've stumbled across that, but. So, um, all right. So then if I'm, I think as a, what's your, this is actually a really good question because I know that you're young. You're like 25, right? Yeah. 25, right? So what's your like game plan for yourself? Like long-term and uh, I guess this actually be a really good question. Like short-term, like in a year, maybe long-term in five years for yourself career-wise and then, um, and how do you plan to get there? Yeah. So short-term, I'll start with the short-term. Yeah. Um, short term i really right now i'm focused on production um for a while like i said i made the mistake of just trying to you know be focused too much on on something small just the team trying to trying to grow these guys um but but i realized the way to grow them is me to be producing and and me to be doing better so so my goal over the next year is to just double my production pretty simple i like simple goals you know like i said every time i try to make something complex it never happens right um double that, double that. And then my team, I want to double the amount of people on the team. So I want 10. That's awesome. So 10 by end of the year or like this year or in a year. Yeah. May. Um, cool. And then what about long-term five years, 10 years? You know, this, this might sound weird, but I don't have long-term goals. Um, for a while I did, but I, I think my personality and this might resonate with people like I get so obsessive about it that my mind is there too much and yep. I lose like the present. So, so I get way too focused on where I'm going to be in five years that I'm not building for what, like to actually be in that position in five sure. years. So I, you know, I don't know. I just, I just like pushing my potential. Yeah. Uh, and I think at, you know, in any area of your life, when you're not, you know, working towards your potential, you're getting punished in some way. Like the universe is punishing you sure. some way or another karma, you know, God, whatever you want right. to call it. Uh, so I just like to put push on my potential and focus on what's right in front of me. That's probably one of the biggest changes I've made over the last year or two. Yeah, um, is not That's being right. so focused on what Alex at the age of thirty five is going to look like, yep. and more focused on me sitting here with you, Sebastian, or you know what's exactly right in front of me. For sure. And, and you know, life just grows and, and builds itself out that way. Yeah, so. I'm the same exact way. I don't have any long term goals. If you ask me where I'm going to be in five years, I have no idea. But what I do know is whatever it is it's gonna be amazing like that's kind of how i see things i don't be sick yeah i i mean if you just like yeah because like if i'm like all right i'm 23 if i wait till 30 if i'm like all right i'm 30 now right like let's just say what am i going to be when i'm 30 i have no clue because i could go so many different ways also i don't know what i'm going to be making like if if i say all right i want to make a million dollars by 30 like how do i work toward that in this i don't know to me it's way it's way more manageable to set short shorter term goals because there's tangible things you can do right now to get you there. Yeah, so I had this, my buddy Kevin met this, uh, he's like a mindset coach, like neuro-linguistic, like super high level. He has a couple PhDs in just whatever. brain stuff, <laughs> yeah, like whatever. being smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's huge on the routines, mindsets. He's like a manifestation coach. Um, and he talks about how like your goals are always gonna change, like what you want at the root of it, it just changes throughout life. So sure. if, if you're thinking 10 years down the road, I don't know what I'm going to want. Yeah, you know? 100%. Am I going to have kids and a wife? Like, am I going to be motivated or want something <laughs> yeah. completely different? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, pr- I probably am. 
So absolutely, it, it's just what do you want right now, and and use that, use that to fuel you and and push you forward, For right? Sure. It, and the whole concept of of our conversation with him, um, was okay. Where do you want to go? Where are you at? It, and you just need to have that conviction that you're gonna get, you know, what you want. It 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 all comes down to how how committed are you to getting that, and how deep down do you actually want that? Yeah. It, if you want it. You know, everyone has a natural GPS system built into their body. Like you, you'll figure it out if sure. you want it. Yep. Um, I think people get too, and when I say people, I mean myself. Uh, I only really like to talk from personal experience. My, I get too caught up in the how-to, right? Like I want to, I want to get to this goal, and, and my mind just goes on the how-to. Like absolutely. When I think it's more important to focus on the commitment to the goal and, and you know commitment to where you want to go. Uh, I really like the saying creativity follows commitment. Like if you just commit to the goal, you're going to figure out a way to do it. If you're really committed. That's super good. Um, I think I'm the same way. I get super caught up in the how to's all the time. Like, and I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, not to get too, you know, spiritual and stuff. Cause this is not, you know, whatever. That's all. That's all. That's that's another conversation, but we can get spiritual. I mean, for me, it's like, what I always say is like, um, the universe is going to give you whatever it is that you want. As long as you, Number one, know why, and number two, you know what. And then also, I think you have to have sort of a conviction beyond the shadow of a doubt. I said that in my like most recent reel where I was talking about how when you visualize, like you need to have super, super, super strong conviction where you know like you could bet your life that it would happen, and it always happens. For me, at least, it always happens. And I, I think one thing too, and then we could bring this circle this way back to real estate. It's like I almost have this idea that I've created a, so you have like this, it's interesting concept, but you have this like mirror of reality where you have, let's just say a mirror, right? And the, the reflection is reality. So whatever comes in front of the mirror first is what what's gonna reflect, right? So basically the point of, of this sort of metaphor is saying, be the person that you wanna be in this. And that sounds super basic, but like, what does a, if you wanna make a million dollars as a team lead for whatever, right? What does a $1 million producer or a million dollar earner, you know, real estate agent look like? Well, what do they drive? What do they eat? How do they speak to people? Who do they hang out with? Be that person. And then the, the reflection will, will um, sort of give you that, right? Or the reality that will reflect will be that. So what I, the reason I say this is because um, going back to what you're saying, like knowing how to is not your concern. Like the how doesn't matter, right? How happens, I mean, think about it. I mean, you can look, think about it in the most literal sense. There's so many people that make a million dollars a year and they all do different things. All different careers, all different everything. So that's it. So that's your answer, right? There's no need to worry about how. But it's like having the conviction where, like at least for me, I know that I am X, Y, Z and that's all that I'll accept, right? There's zero, there's nothing less than that that I'll accept because that's who I am. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's uh, it's just having that level of conviction like we were, we were talking about. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think uh, we're coming up on 30 minutes and this is like probably the longest podcast, but I think this is the one with the most value because this is what I like to talk about. And I think being a real estate podcast here in Cleveland, we've, we have people that come on the podcast to talk about things that are Cleveland specific, um, Cleveland, you know, real estate specific in Cleveland. But I think that one of the biggest parts of being a successful real estate agent or just successful in anything is having the proper mindset. And really that's what we dove into. Um, yeah, man. So like I end every single sort of podcast, what is the, what's the best way that people can connect with you if they want to join your team, learn more about you or do business with you? Yeah. So the, I'd say the best way is probably Instagram. I'm, I'm usually on there the most uh, at 
just my full name, Alex Dargay. I'm on Facebook too, same thing at Alex Dargay. Or if you want to reach me direct, I like I like phone calls. It's 440-596-9512. I'd say those are the three best ways. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll throw that in the uh, podcast notes so that you can um, just call for from the podcast. But um, yeah, man, I really appreciate you being on the podcast again. Um, obviously, like I said, we've gotten to know each other uh, a, a good bit, and I'm really excited to you know see how everything goes for us, and then also um, you know see how your team grows. Yeah, you gotta start. You gotta start doing the podcast. In yeah, here. absolutely. This room, <laughs> I will. I feel legit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we're gonna start doing that. So, um, yeah, if you're actually wanting to be on the podcast, if you're a real estate agent here in uh, Northeast Ohio, so I'm actually expanding down to Akron. Um, I'm probably gonna start looking at getting into uh, Columbus. Maybe um, we'll just probably rename this something else. We'll call it the I don't know. We'll call it the Ohio Real Estate Podcast. I don't know. But uh, we'll figure it out. Um, and then eventually the United States Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll expand outward. Maybe maybe, maybe start with Midwest. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, I appreciate you being on the podcast. And um, yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. If you're a real estate agent in the Cleveland and surrounding areas, reach out to us on Instagram at clevelandrepodcast or send us an email at clearepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow the podcast so you're notified of new episodes going forward. See you next time.